You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. and floorboard shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Time to uh, pick up the tools and get to work. We know there's a home improvement project on your to-do list. Let's get it done together. Pick up the phone and call us. We will help. The number is 888-MONEY-PIT. Coming up this hour, you can forget just about everything you think you know about budgeting for your home improvement projects. Sometimes the biggest bargain doesn't pay. And sometimes that big ticket item will pay for itself before you realize. We're going to have tips this hour on how to sort all that out by showing you how you can stretch your home improvement dollars. And also had this hour, you know, adding an outdoor room, it's a great way to add value to your home. But what is the best base to build on, a deck or a patio? We're going to help you figure out which one is going to work best for you in just a few minutes. And many of you have seen more than your fair share of wicked weather this spring. I mean, from tornadoes to heavy thunderstorms, we've heard about softball-sized hail and especially power outages. But power is the one thing that you should not have to go without if you have a standby generator. We're going to tell you about the most affordable and compact automatic standby generators on the market today in just a bit. And this hour, we're giving away a great prize. We've got 100 brand new carbide blades from Stanley. And these blades are tougher and last longer than those traditional carbon utility blades. Plus, you are going to get a Fat Max utility knife to use them with. So it's a great prize. On the cutting edge of home improvement, pick up the phone and give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. Cindy in Virginia needs some help getting her deck ready for the season. What can we do for you? Yes. Um, I painted my deck white. It was previously stained. And it uh, it keeps getting this blackish like mold or substance on it, and I've tried fur cutter and uh, siding cleaner and soap and water, and it just will not keep it off of there. Can you tell me what it is or what this I can do about wood, it? This is a wood deck. It is. Have you used a deck cleaner? I have. Hmm. And it's uh, used one that that had oxygenated bleach in it, or even just bleach and water or OxyClean. I've tried OxyClean as well. Yes. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't lighten it up at all. There's a product. It lightens out- it up, but it just keeps coming back. Okay. I mean, it's okay. just like it covers it up for a day or two, and then it comes right back. It comes back in a day or two. Well, it seems like a day or two. Seems Maybe like a, a little longer. longer. It could be a month or two, but it seems like a day or two. Uh, let's talk about the area that this deck is. Is it very shady? It, we have a tree mm-hmm. hanging over the deck. Yeah. Well, that's clearly contributing to it. Because you get tree droppings, and you also have the shade. The shade blocks the sun, and the sun is the best mildecite mm-hmm. out there. And the deck is an organic material, so you know everything that's on there, you get the shade, you get the moisture, you get the wood deck, and all of a sudden you've got mold or mildew growth right there. Well, I get this, 
um, morning sun, but the afternoon and evening, it's definitely shaded. Hmm. I would, if I were you, Cynthia, I, I would try to really work at it with some bleach and water and like, you know, a good amount of elbow grease. But I think what you're going to see is if you mix up some bleach and water, maybe 50-50, pour it on the area, let it sit for like 10 or so minutes, do this in the morning time when you've got the sun on that area, and you'll see that that's going to really cut down on that mold and get rid of it. And then once it's gone, I would, I mean, it's always going to come back if you don't try to get some sun on it for a larger portion of the day? Is there an area of the tree that you can trim back? You know, can you do something to get more sunlight on this? And then once you've killed off whatever is there, I mean, I don't know how long ago you painted it, maybe it's time to prime and paint again so that you're you're sealing in whatever's there that you've cleaned and killed. And then starting from scratch, if you will, and getting some more sunlight on it, that that should help you right there. Okay, I'll give that a try. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Jeff in North Carolina needs some help up in the attic. What can we do for you? Well, my question is this. I have a a 1,600 square foot ranch house, and I have vents uh, at both eaves. And a friend of mine was over, and he said that I could save some money uh, on my electric bill if um, under the soffits I would install uh, vents to kind of help the house to breathe instead of just using the two end events, it would have more more places for the house to breathe. I was wondering, is that a good idea? And if so, what kind of spacing should I put these vents in the soffit? Well, Jeff, you have a very smart friend. He's giving you uh, excellent. Well, he's giving you excellent advice. Um, how, how would that work? And how how should I space these vents? And you know, what would be the trick? Should I use like a hole saw, like what you'd use for a uh, a, a door set, or or what would be the what would be the way to kind of go about that? No, the best ventilation system is when you have continuous ridge and soffit venting. So, what kinds of roof vents do you have right now? It's just two at the eaves, you know, just yeah. two. Uh, okay, so here's the, the here's the best way to to capitalize on a, on a straight gable roof. You add a continuous soffit vent, which means you remove the soffit material that's there right now and replace it with perforated soffit material. So it's not just a matter of cutting you know, holes into that soffit. It's a continuous You're, vent. It's a continuous, wide-open vent. And then you install what's called a ridge vent. Basically, you cut a slot in the top ridge of the roof and put a vent right over it. And so now you have a continuous ridge and soffit vent. And here's why that's a good idea. Because as the wind blows over the roof... It depressurizes the ridge and sucks the warm air from the attic, the moist air from the attic, everything you want to vent from the attic gets sucked out of that ridge through the depressurization that happens through the normal wind wind sort of cycle. And then the soffits is where the wind blows against the house and it goes up under it. So think about it. Air enters at the soffit, goes up under the sheathing, carries out the moisture, carries out the heat, and exits at the ridge, and that cycle repeats 24-7. And the last step, after you have continuous soffit and continuous ridge vents, is to go in the attic and close up the gable vents, because those, those original vents will interrupt the flow that you've now created with the continuous ridge and soffit. Very nice, very nice. Well, I appreciate the advice, and that's uh, that's one project I can get on here at the end of the spring before it gets a little too hot to get up in there. So thank you guys so much for the tips. It's the perfect time to do just that. Jeff, you're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. 
You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now, you can join in on the fun, so pick up the phone and give us a call with your home improvement, repair, decor, design, whatever you need. We are here to help you with all of those questions 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We never sleep, and when we do, we dream home improvement. (laughs) Believe me, it's true. So give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. 888-666-3974. Up next, DIYing it is great, but not when it costs you more money than hiring a pro. We're going to dispel that and other home improvement myths to help you save money on your next home improvement project after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's Add-on Blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we'd love to have you be part of the Money Pit. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 888-MONEY-PIT. Now, we're going to help you with your home improvement projects, but we're also going to give one of you a great prize. And this hour, we've got up for grabs 100 new Stanley Carbide Utility Blades with a Stanley Fat Max retractable knife. And I I really challenge you to use 100 blades in your lifetime. Unless you're a drywall hanger. That would be tough. Then then maybe. And it's also a good time to be giving this away because apparently it is the 75th anniversary of the utility knife. Who knew? Who knew? I mean, it's a great tool. You sort of just take it for granted that it's been around forever and ever. But it's actually 75 years young. So respect it because it's awesome. And the new carbide blade, it's the sharpest, strongest, longest lasting utility blade that Stanley has ever had. And it's unbreakable under normal working conditions and if you've ever worked with cutting drywall you know that you go through blades pretty quickly so this new stanley carbide blade it's awesome it doesn't require changing as often so it's going to save you time and money so give us a call for your chance to win at 888-MONEY-PIT 888-666-3974 well if you're ready to pick up the hammer or pick up the saw and tackle a home improvement project you want to try to get the most out of that and save as much money as possible so let's talk about some uh, popular ways to do that. First of all, let's deal with this myth. It's not always cheaper to do it yourself. If you're going to tackle a project by yourself and you want it to be a money saver, you need to ask yourself if you've really got the experience, if you've got the tools, and if you've got the time to do the work. If you end up having to call call in a pro like halfway through, not to mention the embarrassment, you will likely (laughs) end up spending more than if the pro had done the job in the first place. Sometimes it's okay to do a project yourself. And even when it costs more, like, for example, I built a shed from Mm -hmm. scratch with my kids because I wanted a fun family project to do. Yes, I know it took longer and cost more money than if I went out and bought a prefab shed or or purchased it in a number of other ways. I just wanted the experience of doing it myself with my kids, instilling those values, instilling those skills. But we paid for it. But we did that you know, willingly. We did that with with the knowledge that we would not be saving money doing this. Mm -hmm. However, most people figure everything they do is going to save them money. It's not always the case. You really got to do a cost-benefit analysis. Mm -hmm. And you know what else you need to consider? If you're making big ticket purchases, you know, like products, perhaps like appliances, windows, even doors, you need to keep in mind that these items, they can actually pay for themselves in no time flat because if you invest in high efficiency products, they're always going to pay off even if they do 
do cost a little bit more up front. That's right. And you want to remember to do your product research and take time to comparison shop for the best prices on fixtures and finishes especially. You might be tempted to skimp on the supplies, but you'll definitely get what you pay for when you invest in quality. And you're also going to get better longevity. And that also improves the ROI or the return on investment. So select very, very carefully, and you'll enjoy extended product life, better integrity for the product, and improved appearance at the same time. Mm -hmm. And you know what else you can consider? Keep in mind that salvaged materials are there. You can use them, and they really make for some beautiful options. You know, recycling is going to save unique, usable goods from the landfills, and it can actually save you money. Bottom line, careful planning and research are the key ingredients when you're budgeting your home improvements. Keeping these ideas in mind are going to help you save money, even if it's in the long run. All good things, though, to consider. 888-666-3974 is the number you should consider dialing for the answer to your home improvement question. Let's get back and do just that. Leslie, who's next? Joanna in Michigan, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? What I have is two large septic tanks, um, and I used uh, Ridex uh, for the last 15 years on these particular two uh, tanks. I've never had to have them cleaned, don't have any problem with them, but the question I have is, would it be advisable just to go ahead and have them clean, or should I continue with what I'm doing and uh, uh, wait until the the time comes? (laughs) Now, it is advisable to have your septic tanks uh, pumped and cleaned probably about every five years, so if you've not done that, it's not a bad idea for you to do that now. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, I was a little concerned about that. And then, would you recommend using the liquid or the granules? Liquid is something new that they have come out with, and I always like to stick with what I've what works, you know. Well, and you're doing pretty well with it. So, you know, the, I think companies come up with products just so they have another SKU to sell, another item to sell. Right. But, you know, if it's working, why, why change it? Doug in Iowa, you've got the money pit. What can we help you with today? Yes, I was wondering if you if there's a paint or is there a product out there that can cover up the uh, water membrane on the outside of your house? Is there a paint that can cover up the water membrane? What water membrane are you talking about? Well, when they put the uh, the product on the outside of the house to keep the water away from the to linking into the basement. Oh, the oh the barrier. Okay. Yes. Right. And I've got it's exposed in our house here. It's about two foot above my grade level. Uh huh. And so all we see is this black... Oh, it's like the black tar-like stuff is what you're mm-hmm, talking about. That's over the foundation oh. wall. Can you cover that? Yeah, I think you could probably paint it. I would use an epoxy paint. An epoxy paint. Yeah. you're going to that'll the best stick adhesion. to anything. Okay. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll do it. Yep. And make sure, you know, if, if it sounds to me like the grade has settled a lot. So yeah. if you're going to paint, I would make sure I paint first, and then I might add more grade to it, make sure it slopes away from the wall, because otherwise you are at some point perhaps going to develop a leak in that basement that you didn't expect. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Marion, Pennsylvania is calling in with a flooring question. What can we do for you? Yes. Um, I'm calling because we have Bruce Hardwood floors in Cherry. Um, we do, the house is like eight years old, and I do have tinted windows in my morning room. But over time, um, the floor has begun to fade. And I want to know if there's anything I can do to bring it back to its natural color. It still has the shine. It still has the luster. But you can tell that it's beginning to fade. Is it a stained uh, floor? Is it a darker floor, a lighter floor? What color is it now? It's cherry. And it's, they're, 
it's like the prefab hard hardwood. So right. um, yes, it is. It is stained, and it's cherry. Hmm. Well, nothing short of restaining it is probably going to bring it back up to the luster that you uh, would like. Was this a pre-finished product when it was first put down? Yes. And uh, do you know how thick it is? It's three quarters or more. Well, then I, I don't see why you couldn't sand it. You're just going to have to refinish the entire floor. <laughs> okay. So there's no easy way to put to add more color when you know you have all this UV degradation. But if it's a full three quarter inch thick, then you could have it sanded. Uh, if it wasn't a color issue, there is an easy way to refinish a hardwood floor if it's just the sheen. But it's, since it's a coloring issue, then you have to go down to raw wood and restain it. Right, and and I was hoping to avoid that because that's my entire my entire first floor is the hardwood. Mm-hmm. So I'm afraid that if you do one section, you're yeah. going to have to end up doing the entire the entire floor. Yeah, you know some prefinished floors are very very difficult to refinish, especially if they have uh, uh, a a joint where it's a groove because there's a lot of handwork associated with that. If it turns out that that's the situation and you want to put a new floor down, take a look at Lumber Liquidators. They have uh, engineered floors that could actually go down on top of that and would only add about three-eighths of an inch to the floor height. And the durability of the new pre-finished floors is far superior to what was available when that original floor was put down. Okay. And it doesn't look like... Um, it doesn't look like a, a prefab kind of floor. Absolutely not. It's gorgeous stuff. Take a look at it online at lumberliquidators.com. Okay, great. All right, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Bobby in North Carolina is dealing with a water pressure issue. Tell us what's going on. Yeah, so I, I live out in the rural area and have a well, and um, I'm having low pressure coming into the kitchen faucet only. It's only the kitchen faucet. Okay, well, that's important to know, and that's actually good news, because that means it's the problem with the plumbing associated with the kitchen faucet and not the well. Have you tried to remove, we'll start the easy things first, have you tried to remove the aerator? The tip of the faucet. Yes, I've, I've removed that off and, and cleaned that screen out. Well, if you remove it and turn the water on, do you have good flow or not? Uh, yeah, but it's not as strong as the other areas. All right. Well, then we have to look. Then we have to look beyond that. We have to look at the plumbing valves. I would check and make sure that the water lines, the valves, are fully opened, because sometimes they get stuck partially closed. Is that within the faucet itself? Well, it's probably in the. Pl- it's not in the faucet itself, but it's probably in the the supply lines right under the faucet, like in the kitchen sink cabinet. And sort of trace the plumbing back. It's getting restricted somewhere, but if the water pressure is good everywhere else, it's it's a problem associated with the valves or with the water lines feeding that particular faucet. And if you can solve that, you're going to solve your pressure problem. Very good. Bobby, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Still to come, has severe spring weather been causing power outages in your neck of the woods? The most compact and affordable automatic standby generators are on the market, and they are making it very easy to keep your home powered in a blackout. We will tell you all about that product after this.
The Money Pit is brought to you by Skill. And now you can easily cut through the most difficult projects with ease with the power cutter from Skill. With powerful lithium-ion technology and an auto sharp blade system, Skill's lightweight power cutter will soon become your favorite tool too. The Skill Power Cutter. It cuts just about anything. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you've heard us recommend backup power, especially to your essential appliances, to protect you in case of an outage. Well, there has never been a better time to get in on that peace of mind. I've got a backup generator at home. I've got one at the studio. I would never go without it. It's kind of like the appliance that you never had. Like mm-hmm. I always compare it to the garbage disposer. I mean, there's millions of folks that don't have disposers. Once they get one, they never want to own a house that doesn't have one. A, a generator is just like that. Once you get a generator and have a power failure and have all the lights come back on the house within seconds of the utility company going down, that's it. You're committed for life. You know, that's right. There's actually been several occasions where the money pit would have not even made it on the air had it not been for our Generac generator. So that's why we're so happy to have a longtime partnership with Generac because they're the market leaders in generators and they've created the most compact and affordable automatic home standby generator that's available on the market today. So here to tell us more is Craig McDonald, the owner of Suburban Services Group, and they're an authorized Generac dealer and he is an expert in home standby power. Welcome, Craig. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate this opportunity. Well, thanks for stopping by. Tell us about uh, the renewed interest in backup power. I mean, for a long time, I think it was seen as a luxury, but now the prices have come down and the and the grid has gotten less reliable. So as a result, it seems that more and more folks are, are interested in investing in it. You're right. For a long time, they were not affordable. When Generac came out with the pre-wired systems, they became affordable for the normal homeowner in a moderate-sized house. The... Uh, People are tired of either long-term power failures or even the nuisance power failures that they've been having, and they're looking for a solution. That's really great. I mean, it's definitely something that can change your life for the better when you get one in your home, and they almost should be an appliance that you think about having, you know, on the offset when you do become a homeowner. Now, I mean, geographically, as we look across the country, are there areas of the country where generators have just been more longer accepted? I'm thinking they've been more accepted in the southern states or near the shoreline where they have hurricanes come on uh, onto them suddenly or even announced. But up here in uh, northern New York, we've been having our share of ice storms, wind storms, different type of storms that just knock the power out for a period of time. And people really like to have convenience, which is one of the reasons that these are very well accepted. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that people really sort of you know, get hung up upon when they think about a generator is everybody thinks about the portable market and they're kind of inconvenient because should the power go out, you might not be able to get the fuel for the item. And then there's the whole host of safety issues. So sort of talk us through what the standby generator does over the portable and why it's a so much better choice. When you've got the portable, you need to be home. You have to get it pulled out of the garage. You have to have gas in it. You have to have run it once in a while just to see that it works. With the automatic standby generator, if you've got a couple that are both working or some folks that are on vacation, perhaps they're snowbirds, the unit turns itself on. It actually checks itself weekly. You don't even have to be home. Turns on, powers the circuits that you were looking for, 
and then it turns back off after this episode is over. We're talking to Craig McDonald. He's the owner of Suburban Services Group and an expert in standby generators. Now, Craig, Generac just came out with the 7-kilowatt core power series. Talk about affordable. Uh, a 7KW unit, seventeen ninety nine, and it comes packaged with a transfer switch. That's a pretty good deal. That is a good deal, and it is so close to some of the portable generators. It really makes sense to look at one of these and have it installed so that it runs itself and takes care of things when you're not even home. Yeah, think about the things that this would cover. I mean, your refrigerator, your sump pump, your heating system. I mean, this generator, which, you know, let's face it, is uh, pretty affordable at under 2000 bucks, could really save you tens of thousands of dollars in potential damage to your home. I see an occasional home where the sump pump has failed. They haven't had any backup source of electricity and the damage that is done in the home is sometimes two to three times the price of a generator. When you end up talking to these people after the episode that they've been through, uh, there's no doubt that they wish they had a generator that would have solved that problem. Well, it's because of folks like you, Craig, that uh, these are becoming more affordable and easier to install. Thank you so much for taking some time to fill us in. Craig McDonald, owner of Suburban Services, an authorized Generac dealer and an expert in backup power. Thanks for stopping by the Money Pit, Craig. Thank you so much. Still ahead, are you thinking of creating an outdoor space at your home? Well, if you do, it's definitely going to increase your home's value. But are you going to get the same ROI with a deck or a patio? We'll find out next. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Pick up the phone and give us a call right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. If you do, you might just win a gift package consisting of 100 new Stanley Carbide utility blades. And it also includes a Stanley Fat Max retractable knife. But the story here is in these Carbide blades, brand new from Stanley, they are the longest lasting blades ever. And Stanley's also celebrating 75 years of being on that cutting edge because they were the first to market with the utility blade. So kind of a cool anniversary for the Stanley Company and a cool innovation, these new carbide utility blades. If you'd like to win that gift pack, pick up the phone and call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT with your home improvement question. All right, pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to help you out with what you're working on and perhaps you're thinking about creating an outdoor living space. Well, if you are, you're not alone because it's certainly gaining ground as one of the most popular home improvement projects out there. Whether it's an outdoor room, a patio, a deck, whatever you choose, it's the least expensive way to extend your living space. And installing a patio is an easier do-it-yourself project than actually building a deck. Now, you can go with brick, natural stone, or even cement pavers, however Keep this in mind, irregular shaped natural stone is going to be the hardest to work with because it's like basically assembling a huge jigsaw puzzle. Yeah, you can never find that piece you need when you need it. I know, and then you end up sort of chipping away at things, and oops, I made it too small. <laughs> so it really can be a trouble, but it looks beautiful if you take on that challenge. Now, when you're laying out your patio, you want to plan for drainage, then you need to take the time to properly excavate, level, and line that patio area for best results. Now, the most common paver patio mistakes come from not properly prepping the base and believe me you will pay for it over time not a step you want to skip now the cost and the looks of decks can also vary widely due to the choice of the decking material wood decks absolutely the least expensive uh, but they can also be troublesome to maintain if you got a little extra money in the budget you might want to consider composite decking that requires very little maintenance in the long run but it's a little more expensive 
up front. Now, whatever the decking surface and railing material are that you choose, you're typically going to use pressure-treated lumber for the structural part of the deck because you know you're not going to see that once it's underneath all of that. It does a really good job. It's a strong material. It's going to last an awfully long time. Also, keep in mind that either project, be it a deck or a patio, is going to require a building permit, so don't forget that. And if you're wondering which one adds more value, a patio or a deck? Well, the answer is actually both. In fact, some studies have shown the ROI to be about 106% on patios and decks. So build that outdoor room. Get out there, enjoy the summer, and add some value to your house at the same time. Now we've got Julia in West Virginia on the line who's dealing with a mysterious stain on the floor. Ooh, tell us what's going on. Yes, we have the Christmas bubble lights that were dropped on the floor this past Christmas, and they immediately left a bright orange stain on the new linoleum. We can't get it out. We've used a paint center-based stain remover, and it didn't do anything but barely fade it. I bet it's not a stain. How long were these lights sitting on the floor? Uh, We removed it instantly and wiped it up, but it didn't do any good. Hmm. What kind of lights were they that broke? The bubble lights. The ones that have the liquid in it that sort of go oh, as it, you know, as they heat up. I bet you it was a chemical reaction. Mm-hmm. I thought maybe it was a heat thing, but if you picked them up right away, did they break? Yes. Okay. That's got to be what it is. It's got to be because it's not a, it's not a stain because otherwise it would have come right up. Mm-hmm. You know, vinyl floors and linoleum before that, we, we call them linoleum, but they're probably vinyl. They're very reactive to certain situations. Like, for example, you know how many people put a rubber-backed carpet piece like right near the sink and stand on it because it's more comfortable? Like a bath mat. Like a bath mat, right. Well, those uh, that rubber reacts with the vinyl and causes it to oxidize and discolor. So you pick it up, you see a stain, you think it's dirt, it's not. It's that physical changing of the color of the of the vinyl itself. I suspect that's probably what happened here, and you're not going to be able to get it up. Mm -mm. Okay. So without changing the linoleum, it's there forever. Right. Unless you can find a very nice strategic throw rug for it, Julie. <laughs> okay. It's at the bottom of the steps. Maybe that's what I should do. That would be a good place for it. Just be, put an anti-slip, uh, uh, you know, uh, carpet Like an anti-skid it. mat. Anti-skid mat right underneath it so nobody gets hurt. Okay. We can do that. Thanks All very right. much. You're welcome, Julie. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. You know, Tom, I wonder since... The product is already damaged and discolored. Right. At this point, does it make any sense to ever try, you know, those markers that are meant, if the floor is like a wood look, you know, the markers that are meant to sort of color in when you get a discoloration on furnishings or flooring. Like, I wonder if I can't imagine doing that with vinyl, though. Yeah, you don't think it would adhere? I mean, I always feel like it's worth a shot for something if you're going to just cover (laughs) it up anyway. Yeah, I I hear you, but I think think an area rug is probably her best bet. Mike in Illinois, you've got the money, but how can we help you today? Um, I got a 12 by 24 patio deck and it's concrete and I got a dip in the middle that's like three foot by six foot that that's got a dip in it that holds water and I like to see how to eliminate that before I can put carpet over it. Why do you want, why to, put would you want to put carpet on the concrete? Well, I, outdoor carpet. Still, mm. why? <laughs> I don't know. That's just what they want to do. So, <laughs> Is this your wife or something that wants to do this? No, my neighbor. Oh, your neighbor. Okay. Yes. Well, we would try to talk you out of it because okay. once you put down outdoor carpet, it's hard to get back up. And yeah. It, you know, it's You're going to have to use glue grass. 
It's not going to be pretty unless you go totally crazy and go like electric blue. But I wouldn't do it. I mean, first of all, let's fix the dip in it. That can be easily done with an epoxy patching compound. You can get one from a website called abitron.com. And you want to make sure that you use epoxy because you want it to stick to the concrete. Now, if you insist on using an outdoor rug, please, please, please do not glue one down permanently because someday you're going to want this off and there's going to be glue and it's going to be a mess and it's just going to be horrible yeah like next year oh like next week (laughs) um there is a company called floor f-l-o-r and they make carpet tiles that you can sort of stick together and just throw outside um and they have a whole exterior line and there's one oh gosh it's got a crazy name if you go to their website and just look up outdoor carpets you'll find a whole bunch of different ideas but they have one that's sort of like it has like big circles cut out of it. It almost looks like Swiss cheese and it's kind of modern and it's kind of fun. I think if you're going to be cheeky and make a design choice with it and make it removable, then fine. But don't, I would not install carpet on concrete. Yeah, there's some other things that you can do. You could use epoxy paint, which gives very good uh, adhesion to concrete surfaces. You could do a painted rug using stenciling, which can be quite attractive. But I don't think you want to go wall to wall outdoor mm-hmm. carpet. That would be a bad idea. So uh, hopefully we've talked you out of that. But in terms of the the dip, no problem. Just use an epoxy patching compound. That will fix it the proper way. Okie dokie. I appreciate it, and thank you. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up, they are some of the toughest materials around, but although brick and stone are built to last, they do need occasional maintenance. Find out what you need to know to take care of your brick and stone surfaces after this. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home by calling 888-MONEY-PIT. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you've got nothing to do, why not head on over to moneypit.com? Because I know you're thinking about your next home improvement project. And while you're there, check out the community section. It's a great area to go to. You're going to get advice. You're going to get information from a ton of people online who are do-it-yourselfers just like you. And then, of course, Tom and I are going to throw in our expert advice as well. All you have to do is join the Money pick community to post a question, write a blog, even share your own before or after photos from the projects you're working on. It's all right there at moneypit.com. And I've got some questions here that people posted recently. And this one is from Richard in Morristown, New Jersey, who writes, how can I remove or lighten a dark smoke stain on the fascia of a white brick, not painted fireplace? Hmm. Well, if it's not painted, um, what I would suggest is a product called TSP, trisodium phosphate. You can buy it in the paint aisle of the hardware store. Typically, it's used for paint prep. But essentially, what you do is you mix it up and you apply it to the brick. You let it sit there for a bit of time, and it should draw out some of that smoke stain and brighten it up again. I would try it selectively in a smaller area where it's not so noticeable to begin with because it may lighten it up so much that it that now you'll have sort of like a white rash you know, in the brick. Mm-hmm. Uh, And you don't want to have that either. So give it a test first. If it seems to work okay, go ahead and apply it to the smoke stain. 
All right, next I've got a question posted by Jim in Valley Cottage, New York, who wrote, would like to improve the look of regular concrete steps. I found a system that either uses a stamped overlay or a stenciled finish. Do you know anything about this or the durability of this type of work? Well, I mean, you used to do a lot of uh, concrete patio stenciling mm-hmm. on uh, while you were out, didn't you? I mean, we did, but that's a process that really needs to be done with paints or stains that are truly made for concrete. And it takes a little bit of work, but you can find enormous concrete stencils online. And the stamped concrete patterns, that really works well when you're putting that concrete out for the first time. Either way, it makes an, an unusual and gorgeous finish for a concrete surface. Yeah, but the second time, I mean, these are existing steps. I'd be concerned about the stamped overlay because mm-hmm. we want to make sure that it adheres it properly. Well, when you are doing it yourself, it helps to have the right tools to get the job done. It's best that you've got a tool that can also multitask, so to save you some money and some room in your toolbox, Leslie's got a tool that can do just that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. That's right, Tom. And we are talking about the Skill Power Cutter. And it's really a very versatile tool that you're just going to love. Now, the Skill Power Cutter has a precision blade, a 3.6 volt lithium ion battery, and a really comfortable grip. And it can cut through almost anything, including wallpaper, vinyl flooring, vinyl siding, carpet, carpet padding, whatever you've got. It really makes it the perfect tool for your home improvement projects. Now, the bonus is it can also be a go-to cutter for all of your household jobs, too, because it cuts through denim, leather, cardstock, old credit cards, and, of course, with kids in the house, that frustrating clamshell packaging that just seems to be on everything. And you can never get anything open without slicing your hand open. So no more will you have a trouble with all of those, you know, frustrating plastic packages. It's got a super powerful lithium ion technology battery and an auto sharp blade system. And it's super lightweight. It's a great power cutter that's going to soon become your most favorite tool too. It looks sharp. It cuts sharp. It's the skill power cutter and I recommend it fully. Get out there, get your hands on one, give it a try and see what you can do this weekend. On the cutting edge of home improvement, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up next week on the program, it's spring, and that means it's peak home improvement season. There are new products that are making their way to stores near you. But before they do, they are rolled out and introduced at an industry trade show called the National Hardware Show. It's a very fun place for us to be. We're going to learn about all those innovations and bring them to you live from the show floor on the next edition of The Money Pit. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.